0: Hello and welcome back to the Speed Demons Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie. And I'm your host, Evan. Welcome back, guys. I'm real excited for today's episode. I am personally biased because this is one of my favorite car brands. Well, yeah, because you own one. I do own one, and it's giving me plenty of headaches, but a lot more fun times than headaches. This is his pride and joy.
1: I I swear, he loves this thing more than he loves cheese. Not anything,
0: really. He, this, no, I can't this, really this compare it This is probably the thing I love most, next to you know, my family and all that. You know, I, I can't him, really
1: compare it to anything you know, else because I've never seen him put more love
0: into something that hates him so much. More love, time, and money into something that does not reciprocate as much.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, if I had a penny for every time that car is broken on us, I might have, like, three pennies, which I know isn't a lot, but it's weird that it
0: happened three times. Okay, stop trying to steal the meme format. Yeah, but it was pretty good. Mm, Okay. Well, I am a proud Jewish man, and the conception of Volkswagen doesn't really follow my values. Not necessarily, no. It it has a little bit of a tainted past, Uh, shall we say? We'll we'll put it that way. My mom has always been like, hey, uh, you can buy a car, but it will never be a Volkswagen. Guess what, mom? I bought a Volkswagen. Yeah, but uh, that's because it was created by Nazis uh, in World War II. Yeah, a little bit beforehand uh, in the '30s.
1: Yeah. So in 1934, the Nazi-led German government they set out this goal to create the perfect family car, the Volkswagen,
0: which means people's car. Who 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 could have guessed? Who who would have known? Who who could have made? Who could have guessed? I I sure couldn't have. But the company that they created was called the. Forgive my pronunciation. zur deutschen Volkswagens. That was god awful. Do it better. All right, fine. des
1: deutschen
0: See, that was worse. You got it all wrong. The pronunciation was wrong. You, you, we gotta pull a Google Translate or something. Oh, okay, buddy. All right, no, no, sorry. Sorry to rain on your pride. Please continue. He practiced in the bathroom while I was doing my research. No, I I didn't. Shut up, man. (laughs) But uh, this name didn't really last for long because then it was shortened to Volkswagen work and then just shortened to Volkswagen later. So it didn't stick quite as well as they had hoped.
1: Yeah. I mean, this idea for a people's car wasn't very new. Actually, the first people's car ever built can be traced back. To a a company called Hanomag, which you have probably never heard of, this um uh, this was made in this Hanomag car was made nineteen twenty five and it had a weird name, the two ten PS, but everyone just called it the Komisbaut because it kind of looked like a loaf of bread, and Komisbaut was like um. Honestly, I had to do a lot of research on this because I'm like, "What is a coma sprout? I put that into translate and it said
0: "commission bread." I'm you like, you know, you know, when you put in all the work and the, your hard effort, so you get commissioned bread. Yeah, no, it's I, I've can't say I've gotten that for a paycheck,
1: but I don't know, you so haven't I was, gotten a paycheck. Shh, that's for a different episode. What? <laughs> Anyways, so I was, I'm this. It's this dark rye bread that. From all accounts I read, everyone just hated it, but they, it was just all they could afford. So that's Comus Ball. So, Fitting name then. <laughs> yeah, and it basically held the basic ideas of a people's car that the beta would actually carry. So it had, it was really like it was really tiny, but it was wide enough to have enough leg room or just enough space to carry two people. So short and stout. Yeah, it was rear engine,
0: so the people in front would have plenty of leg room. So it had a handle and a spot as well you could say i know where you're
1: going and i hate this it all and so these aspects would leave
0: ferdinand porsche who's the creator of porsche you may know him from you know one of the most famous car companies ever yeah. created and if i hear any comments saying it's porsche i know it's
1: porsche i we say all porsche. know it's
0: porsche yeah okay Don't, you can't stop me Stop being an extra you gotta say oh no it's porsche not nah.
1: I, I just no, no one cares man no, no one
0: cares i'm gonna say porsche just for saying porsche
1: yeah um and so he began his his own like work on this people's car mm-hmm.
0: uh, so he was hired in 1934 by volkswagen or actually the german government because volkswagen hadn't really been created yet no yeah but uh he was commissioned to make this people's car and Porsche had a lot of experience. He was the chief designer uh at Daimler Benz and before that Austro Daimler before it was absorbed, uh, as their chief executive chief executive designer. Boy, that's a title. Yeah. A, uh, I'd love to have that on my on my on my desk. You just want the brass nameplate oh, on top that'd of your be desk. Awesome. Chief executive designer. I feel like they didn't have that job and then they made the title for it.
1: Yeah, sort of like creative liaison.
0: Yeah, or like entertainment distributing finer. you know it's just like yeah it's a title but uh he definitely had a lot of experience in the auto industry and he had created his porsche company in 1931 uh but hadn't really put out any cars uh that's why he had to uh, be hired by volkswagen to fund his own car company uh and that was in 1934 Uh, yeah so he had a vision for
1: so this was hitler's vision and to put it lightly, yeah, yeah. Hitler was bankrolling this thing. He he saw the he saw this design for this people's car and it fit well with his vision of a perfect Germany or whatever that means. Oh, I can
0: tell you what it means, but continue.
1: <laughs> okay, well, uh, his vision was for a car that could fit two adults and three children comfortable comfortably, and it could reach speeds of up to sixty-two miles an hour or one hundred kilometers an hour, and it could hit the low price of. 990 reichmarks which is equivalent to about eight thousand seven seven hundred seventy nine dollars and 37 cents
0: today so almost nine thousand dollars we'll say yeah
1: about nine nine grand which i mean today like you could probably for a new car that's normally around 20 grand that's yeah really cheap for a car
0: no that's less than half the price of a new car today
1: yeah i mean he wanted this price because um, uh, a lot of families at the time they could probably afford a motorcycle but It's a family. They they don't want to buy a motorcycle.
0: Right. You could probably only get two people anywhere at one time.
1: Yeah. So this could be like that sort of what you could buy if you could also afford a motorcycle at the time. Um, So as the Nazis rose to power, the project became more funded slowly and slowly. And they had this savings scheme set up. Mm -hmm. Hitler set it up. And 336,000 people bought into it. And
0: none of them ever got the car. You mean they sent them the money like saying, hey, we're going to make the car and then you'll get it? Yeah. And then they just never made the cars? Never got it. I mean, they made prototypes, which they sure. called the
1: KDF Foggins, and they look exactly like the Porsches, or sorry, <laughs> I, I've been saying Porsche too much, Um, like the Beetle right. right? that you know today, but this is not the Beetle, it's just a prototype. It has a right. totally different drive, drive frame, but it just looks a lot like it, and they just never had enough for it to go commercial or anything
0: like that. Okay, so people just got stiffed out of their $300,000 in investment in the company. No, 336,000 people got stiffed out of their $1,000 investment in the company. Oh, I see you. Yeah. I thought it was that much in money. Okay, that's the amount of
1: people. I mean, technically it would be because it is. Actually, no, never mind. It must have been way more. Sorry, continue. No, it would have been a lot of money. Yeah. If I would been...
0: say that each of them put in, like you said, nine grand, 330000 that's like 2.7 million? In no, that's today, 27 million. Yeah, in today's money, yeah. Right. So, I mean, it's a lot. I wouldn't put in $9,000 for a car that I wouldn't get. But then again, people have been putting reserves on Paganis and Teslas for years. Yeah, and people are getting on that Corvette wait list. Bro, oh, dude, there's so many. I, I don't even know if they're going to start filling out that wait list in the next three years. <laughs> Never. We'll see. There's a lot of demand. Yeah. But uh, during World War Two, all like mass production was halted uh in 1939 so they couldn't really do anything 1938 was when they had their major factory created but they really couldn't use it so that factory uh switched to making war materials and vehicles
1: yeah they so, made the schwimmwagen which is probably my favorite car name of all time it's pretty funny it's like it why
0: was... is the schwimmwagen so ironic evan um because it swam because it, it, it swims It swims. it
1: swims in the water oh you have to see it it's my favorite <laughs> that's your german accent for the day so okay i hope it makes an appearance
0: later no
1: Uh, he's he's shaking his head he does he does not want
0: it he does not want it he hates it what are you talking about uh so post-world war ii uh volkswagen is taken under the allied forces and has to be distributed post-world war ii so production doesn't start back up until 1946 uh when it is sold from britain back to west germany's government Uh, But when they did, they did it in mass. There's a lot of cars being produced back then. Yeah, Um, I believe one of the statistics that I had read was that half the cars in Germany post-World War II are Volkswagens. Yeah.
1: I mean, there wasn't many car companies around at the time. Like BMW, that was Bristol at the time. Mm -hmm. Audi didn't exist. No. Well, Audi
0: existed, but they weren't popular whatsoever. Yeah,
1: they were, like, gone. Forge, no more. Mercedes they were they were out there but like no one could afford a mercedes
0: yeah so they put out all these cars for europe and it's really popular but the us not so much yeah but that doesn't stop volkswagen they kept out coming with new models like the transporter that we all know and love you know those classic 100,000 dollar vans bro why are they they're not worth 100,000 dollars i get okay you have 23
1: windows and that adds like Forty thousand dollars to your value. What is up with the? That's
0: gotta be one of the most overinflated cars on the market right now, if not the most. It's outrageously expensive. I, because th- I feel like ten years ago you probably could have gotten that for like twenty, 000, thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, no, it feels. It just feels like it just shot up out of nowhere. And just the demand. People wanted them. They were cool. I need my mystery machine. They see, like, the old photos of Woodstock and they're like, I need that. Uh, <laughs> I I was, I was in Iowa in high school, but I but I was part of Woodstock, that. Woodstock, man. But yeah, Woodstock. Hey, it changed our generation. Yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but it wasn't just the transport van. They also introduced the Carmen Yea, which is lesser known. Yeah. Uh, it was the same thing as the Beetle, pretty much, but with a different body. That was a little bit sportier. It had some, like, more coupe styling, so it had sloped back. I really enjoy the styling of this car well
1: yeah um, so ghia is a coach builder from italy and so and they've been really fa- they've been really famous like up there with like Pininfarina and, and names like that as just you know as they were, designing yeah as designing firms yeah and so of course they're going to do a great job with this they're, they're ghia yes they're they're, no, they're they're known for this kind of thing yeah they're, like, they're predominantly like very ghia good. zagato and Pininfarina, but zagato is like just aston martin so yeah they're not
0: it's it's a little different but yeah. yes uh so what these new models offer that the beetle could not was to adapt to different family styles uh so like the transporter you could throw a bunch of your buddies in the back you know bud ease if you catch my drift that is the worst come on no that it is works horrible. the 70s come on
1: that's so terrible come on that works that is like god awful it works no that's... i i don't think you have Comprehended how horrible of
0: a joke you've just made. I don't think you understand the complexity behind the comedy that I just introduced here.
1: You shortened a word and then just said, uh, hey, hey, you, you guys get it? That's not comedy. That's funny. That's not funny. It Who's laughing? I am. <laughs> yeah. You're laughing you. too. You just laughed. I'm laughing that you're the only one laughing. You just laughed, though.
0: So I'm not the only one laughing. <laughs> uh, and then the Carmen Guia offered the sportier styling, so it was more attractive to smaller families that didn't really need to throw kids in the backseat yeah so this made it very popular in europe uh and then when they started selling these cars back in the u.s they didn't really do as well as they had hoped yeah they were selling cars granted but it, people did not see the cars how the people in europe saw the cars because american cars at the time were kind of big They were land boats yeah the chrome mobiles chrome mobiles they had pretty big motors, not as big as the 70s, but they had fairly large motors, and they were luxurious. Yeah. And that was pretty much everything that the Beetle was not.
1: Yeah. Also, German cars weren't exactly very high on the want list for Americans at the time. No, they were definitely
0: buying American at mass. Yeah. Uh, But because these cars were considered small, slow, and sloppy compared to American cars, it created a really poor image of Volkswagen in the States. Uh-huh. To combat this, they established a U.S. headquarters in Herndon, Virginia. Shout out to my Virginians! Yeah, I don't uh, think we have a single Virginian listener. Probably not. But <laughs> hoping to get a couple. Yeah. Um. This this uh, one's for you guys. <laughs> this office would later go on to hire Doyle Dane Hernbach in 1959, who was actually one of the founders of the innovative and most effective advertising campaigns in history. Yeah. The think small campaign. The goal of this was to flip consumers' complaints of the Beetle being too small and highlighted the advantages of owning a smaller car. It's easier to drive, it's better on gas, and they're more reliable. Yeah, Bernbach kind of knew what to do. I mean, basically, we look back and
1: we kind of see all this stuff and saying bigger is better, you know, buy the new Lincoln Mark 37 with a um, 140-inch wheelbase.
0: Only weighs 5,000 pounds, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It's a real bargain too at sixty thousand dollars. It's real competitive with your local um uh, diesel engine dump truck. Yeah,
1: yeah. But he knew that this is this is kind of what people needed—a small car like this is this was a necessary for the American market. So he leaned into it, and it worked. So by the sixties, the beginning was beginning to take hold, and it became more of a teenager's car because keep in mind the Beetle is at a very low price point, and that's kind of all that people at that age are looking for in a car yeah you're only making
0: back then like two nickels and a penny an hour so i mean yeah but that would sure be enough to buy you a house for a family of four and a brand new car so (laughs) hey
1: and you still have two nickels left over (laughs) yep (laughs) (laughs) so he comes so in the 60s they're targeting young people and so because families were starting to move on to some of these american cars but teenagers love the beetle you take it
0: anywhere yeah
1: just a rear engine clunker.
0: Like a lot of their uh, advertising campaigns just showed like kids in the car having fun with surfboards on the top, you know, going out on adventures. And this is very, very appealing. If I saw a car today with like that, I'd be like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, like it. You did end up buying a smaller hatchback
1: Volkswagen. Volkswagen so, so it worked. I mean. It worked. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it started to show up in pop culture and in just all over. I mean, come on, Herbie. Everybody's heard of Herbie. I don't think Herbie was out in the 60s.
0: Mm-hmm. Really? The original TV show and one uh, kind of the first movies. To... Well, it was called The Love Bug before it was called Herbie. Okay, you're going to hate me for this, but I've never
1: seen a thing, single piece of Herbie media. What are you talking about? I've never seen any bit of
0: Herbie in my life. What do you mean? How do you call yourself a car person and not see Herbie or any of the Love Bug movies? You
1: know, I, I actually feel... Very happy, and you haven't seen
0: Herbie Reloaded
1: in two thousand eight. I think I feel fairly confident being able to call myself a car
0: person, and also at the same time saying I've never seen a Herbie movie. That's crazy! You've never seen like a Herbie like impersonation car, where it's like a fake, like like a remake. Basically, I
1: have actually seen a Herbie car, like one that was used in like
0: a movie. Yeah, well you probably saw it in
1: Bolo, right? Uh, no, it was actually in California. Oh, okay. Somewhere. I was so they like, have one in Bolo? Too. I think I was like seven years old. Well, oh, okay. So you remember it vividly, then? Absolutely. Okay. I also remember a bird pooping on my head that day and throwing a fit.
0: So, how'd the fit look, though? All right, that's even worse. <laughs> I'm gonna kick you off your own show. Thank you. Go. Hey, you can't do that. This is my house. You this can't is my ki-
1: house. What do you mean? Oh, my God. So sorry about the tan- Herbie tangent, there, guys. We're back
0: here. And we're going to talk a bit more about the Beetle mm-hmm. and how it was dying. It very much so was dying. The popularity was not where they wanted it to be because, I mean, it's appealing to kids, but how many kids do you have in the marketplace? You're only in that, like, 16 to 19-year range. Bingo. So what you got
1: is the Type 3. Type 3 is introduced as a more sporty version of the Beetle. more eye-catching, more new styling, something that fit with, like, the times, like, sure. late 60s, early 70s. This is kind of something new. The Type 4 also releases, and it, it's fine. You know, they're Type getting the job. Type 4 is
0: kind of comparable to, like, the Golf and the Passat of the modern day, right? Yeah. Just kind of four-door kind of sedan. Yeah.
1: yeah, no, pretty basic. But yeah. Volkswagen does do something pretty, pretty uh, interesting here. So, in 1964... The Volkswagen acquires Auto Union, which was a really big brand back in pre-war Germany. Mm -hmm. And they'd released some stuff, but it's been basically nothing. They were, like, really, really famous for the race cars, actually. Oh, Auto Union was? Like, you might know the Silver Arrows. Yes. Auto Union was part of that. Oh, really? Yeah, it was them and Mercedes. I was going to say, Mercedes, I always thought was Silver Arrows. Yeah, it was always Auto Union and Mercedes. Okay. So they get acquired by Volkswagen in 64. And then, in 1969, they acquire NSU. And they were they, – they came out with a few things, but – Yeah, I've never heard of They, NSU. Were, they Sounds were, like a
0: college. Northern is, Southern – Northern Southern, Southern University. University. That's it. Northern That's Southern, Southern
1: University. So, where are you? We're Northern Southern <laughs> we're nor- University.
0: Bro, we're north of the south. Come on.
1: Yeah, like, so are you, like – Missouri,
0: we're like, no, northern like, southern. So make it the Midwest. Come on, man. It's, it, it's northern southern. Northern southern. Stop stop by. Uh and then they also own Audi though,
1: correct? Uh well, that is true. They owned Audi, but Audi had like disappeared. There was no Audi left. No. But but folks who like knew the power of Audi's name. Audi was pretty famous for their consumer cars beforehand mm-hmm. and knew that it was time to bring them back. So they took Auto Union and NSU, like the engineers and designers they had from there, and they brought them together to make Audi. And Audi was going to be kind of their way to push out more higher-end luxury cars that people were asking for at the Mm -hmm. time.
0: I I believe it's one of the first luxury
1: brands that actually come onto the market. Yeah, no, it was definitely one of the first. I mean, you had your, like, special, like, you had your Ferrari out there and your, like, really expensive Italian cars, but this was,
0: like... Sort of mid range. Yeah, you no, know, your Cadillac, your Lincoln, you had this in the domestic market, but in the European and Japanese market, this was kind of new thing. Yeah, this did not exist outside of outside of America. I think I'd attribute that to them creating such uh, an early corporate office in the U.S. They were able to take design trends both from Europe and from uh, the U.S. And yeah, kind of mix that into their marketing and their styling.
1: I mean, now that they were getting more sales in the U.S., I think they were they were more in tune with what the U.S. market was, and yeah. they also were taking some influence from there to get the Audi, and Audi is, their Audi sold really well, people mm-hmm. really like them, but we're, we'll, we'll touch more on that later in the Audi episode, <laughs> Yeah, okay. whenever that comes When out. they get a little
0: bit more of a history, we'll keep going. Yes. Besides Rally, okay, because that oh can get God. its old the, the episode. Whole, the whole quattro and everything, that's a whole... That's its own thing, we can't touch that quite yet.
1: Yes, so... We're gonna skip a little bit to the '70s. Mm-hmm. So in 1972, the Beetle surpasses the Ford Model T in sales, and it and it becomes the new best-selling car of all time. Yeah, and this was this is a huge deal. I mean, right. you gotta remember the the Ford Model T, but in
0: had like stopped production 50 years ago, pretty much. I was gonna say it's been like a lot of time since the Model T has come out, but the Model T had a long run time as well. Yeah,
1: it came out. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, not 100%, but like at late 1900s, yes. like maybe like 1908. 19- no, so yeah. I mean, not 1900s, 1908, I think 1908. And then yeah. I think it ended in 22 or 24. 1924. Yeah, I think yeah. so. And so this has been almost 50 years since Model T ended production. Yeah. Whole different generation of people, but there's more people to buy these cars. Yeah. And they certainly came up in droves. And they finally pass them in 72. And in 73, the Beetle ends production. And it ends production at 16 million cars sold. But Evan, I still see Beetles on the road today. Well, that's because that's a new Beetle. They, call it, they literally called it the new Beetle in development. Oh, really? Yeah. Was that like the name of the project was the new Beetle? Yeah. So it's based off this concept one that came out. And because so many people loved it, they just made it They had thing. to bring it back,
0: and then they canceled it again, yes. like, I think, twenty nineteen Was it 19? 19. Is that recently? Yeah, that Cause recently. Because my, my stepmom has, like, the last generation Beetle. Yeah. I think that might be what it is then. May the Beetle rest in peace again. R.I.P. to another brother. That's all I got to say. I don't think you can say that. Why not? He's my man's. I love the Beetle. I love Herbie. Man, I watched Herbie Reloaded at least six times in my childhood. This is childhood. The second time you're bringing up Herbie. All right, you got to tell me what's your fascination with Herbie now? Huh? He's just funny, man. You've never seen him. He's so quirky. He's so funny. He's he's you know he leaks oil on people's feet that he doesn't like, or he'll slam the car door on someone's butt and push him in the car, or he'll like shift down in the car and make like race the car instead of you racing the car. This was funny stuff, man, and this was back in the fifties and sixties. What are you even talking about? The car's alive, man. It's Herbie. Wait, the car's alive? Yeah, it's Herbie. It's like Christine, but like funny.
1: What? It's Is it thing. like
0: Christine but funny? Yeah, pretty much. What? Yeah. If you like Christine? You know the one that kills bullies? Yeah. Yeah, it's like that, but he doesn't kill bullies. He just kind of like pranks them sometimes. It's funny. I was like six. Okay. Do you don't think he'd pass mine. emissions? You think Herbie would pass? No, he like always chugged out black smoke in the movies. <laughs> but I mean, hey, you never know. I mean, Volkswagen di- doesn't have a really good reputation Diesel- with emissions.
1: Herbie is the started dieselgate. I'm uh, just saying. I don't know about that one, folks. How how do you know? How do you know? I think. This how do you sp- know? I think this is. R- Look sp- at the evidence. Look at the evidence. See what you'll find. Do some digging.
0: That's not how you go off on the tangents like I do Evan. You got to find some connection and roll with it. Keep going. Connection to connection. Okay. Um so we have Herbie, Herbie
1: Dieselgate. Uh Dieselgate um Opening gates, gates of Gates of um Gates of Eden. What happened in 1974? 1991. No, 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 what happened in 1991? Those are just Wu-Tang numbers. Clan That's releases not... their premier album you 36 can't make that Chambers. Jump, no 36 connection.
0: Chambers. Their gas chamber. Nazi uh, Germany uh, Nazi creation Germany, of Volkswagen. Volkswagen, full cycle right there. We, we did it. We did it. I don't know how we jumped from the, Gaten, Gaten, the gates of Eden to 1974 wu-tang Clan. No, 1991
1: a, is the premium um I don't know why it said 1974. Because you know, oh, you know, what happened in 1974, the Volkswagen Golf is released. I'm dead serious. That actually is the year. Okay. But we'll get there. All right. Because in 73, Volkswagen has a tough problem. Why is that? Their Type 3 and Type 4 are not selling no. as well. No. It's it's not great. It's not looking too hot. So what are they going to do? Turn mm. to their bread and butter, the Type 1. But those sales just plummeted. Type 1 being the Beetle. Yes. Sorry. I probably should have said it. No, no one knows this. the type they, one. they don't know the type. It's, it's the Beetle.
0: So the Beetle, the sales just... Yeah, it was kind of trying to use old tech and market it to new audiences, but it just didn't play out well enough. No, so they're like, all right, we've got to do something. And what do they do? We'll find out in the second half of the episode. So they knew the Beatle had to be replaced, but they didn't know what to do, Evan. What am I going to do?
1: Well, they knew what to do. That was more Italian than German. That was, that was the point. No, you ever seen that, like, um, beat connect thing?
0: I, I have not.
1: Beat connect! What's-a, what's-a, whats, a, what's, a, what's, a, what's a? Beat connect! You've never seen that? That seems like a hate crime. No, it's, it's like, it's, it's really funny. This is like an old, old meme from, like, 2016. Oh, that makes it better somehow? No, because, look, man, I had this in my head, okay? Anyways. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what am I gonna do? I know what you're going to do. You're going to take influence from Audi, your luxury car brand. And what are you going to take influence from? I know exactly what you're going to do. You're going to take the front-wheel drive, water-cooled
0: engines. I like how you keep snapping, but it doesn't really make the snapping noise. Because I
1: don't know how to snap. Next (laughs)
0: question. Uh, Flex. So, what would they take from Audi? Front-wheel drive cars and water-cooled engines. Oh, okay. So they're moving into the modern era with water-cooled engines and front-wheel drive platforms. Yeah. So using this type of technology, they built the Volkswagen Passat. Yeah, they sure sure did. Which is pretty much just a fastback version of the Audi 80. <laughs> the estate uh, or wagon version of this car was actually just a fastback version, but with the slight change to the rear end. Yeah. Uh, but it was very popular in Europe uh, and. That's kind of why we still see a lot of wagons in Europe. Yeah. When when we had our spring break in France, there was, it had to have been ten times as many wagons on the road than we have here. <laughs> Go check out the special episode. Um, self plug. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It, it, if there's anywhere I can self plug it, I can self plug on my own show. Fair enough. So this gave um a hope back to the Volkswagen executives. Like, the executives are like, it's time. Maybe, maybe, maybe we can My do My time
0: this. has come, is the Master uguay He turns into all the cherry blossoms. Is that the song? Yeah. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure. I, I, I love the Kung Fu Panda soundtrack. All of them. Best quote of all time was from Master Uguay. All right. Hit me with it. I'll hit you with it. He forgot it.
1: He's not, he totally <laughs> forgot it. Give me
0: a it. sec. I'm trying to... Trying to... You know, get my composure together here. He totally forgot it. The past is in the past. Oh, today is the present. I messed up the quote. <laughs> you messed it up. All right, ready? All right. The past. Oh, wait. Okay, I'm looking this up. No, 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 no. I, okay. I, you want but, me to say the quote? Uh, no. I, I'll say it for you. No, you don't have to. Wait.
1: Yesterday no. is the present. Shut up. No. It's Tomorrow not. is the future. That's not the quote. Today...
0: Is
1: but, a, <laughs> you also got today it wrong. is a gift that's why it's called the present
0: no it's yesterday's history tomorrow's a mystery but today is a gift that's why it's called the present I was i was way closer than you were no you said yesterday or you said the present is yesterday that doesn't make sense no i fixed it no
1: i i totally do All way right. better
0: than you. apart from the amazing quotes of master Ugwe. These executives from Volkswagen were very pleased with the new popularity from these uh, different models. So, what are they going to do? Make more. Yes. They made a the Passat. They made the Passat and the Passat was it was awesome. It was like I mean, it wasn't awesome, but it was a very good economy car. It was revolutionary, man. No, it wasn't the same technology as an Audi. Revolutionary
1: evolutionary man
0: <laughs> okay put in,
1: put in the technology from high-end models into low-end models but still maintaining the price point is something that people
0: were very keen on okay i, I know I would, I would be, be. Whoa. whoa jinx you owe me ten thousand dollars in cash by midnight you have two and a half hours to complete this task can i give you my firstborn instead plus two thousand dollars Uh, I'll take Venmo, PayPal, (laughs) cash. (laughs) (laughs) All
1: right. Okay. So 73 rolls around. They Passat comes out, but we, they can't just look off the Passat and Volkswagen knows this. So they're branching out. They're like, we can't just be a one trick pony. Like the beetle. We got to have, um, some variety. Exactly. So 74 comes out and the Sirocco and golf follow suit. So they both carry the same platform. However, they're both a bit different. The Golf was the biggest one out of the two, though. Mm-hmm. The Golf was first market as the Rabbit in the U.S. and Canada, and it was very reminiscent of the Beetle from the past because mm-hmm. it, was, it could fit like a small family, and it was also, you know, it was... It was kind of a hatchback. Yeah, it was it kind of like a more hatchback, a... like the Mini or the Beetle, too. Yeah. I mean, the Beetle wasn't a hatchback, but more like no. the Mini, I'd say. Okay, that's fair enough. And so... With its hatchback side and became a huge success and dominated the market. Mm-hmm. Um, the next year, the Polo comes out, which you might it's might hear about. Kind of the same thing, though. It's isn't it? pretty much the same thing, except it's more of like a four-door model and stuff like that. Okay. But it was also it didn't do too well, but and it was made to the Derby a mm-hmm. few years later after it was discontinued as the Polo. Okay. So these four models, however, form the basis. For what we know of Volkswagen as today, Mm -hmm. they literally set the groundstones for every Volkswagen that has come after.
0: Yeah, I would say that they not only define the modern era, I wouldn't say styling wise, but as far as the models they use and the direction they use and the target audience they chose. I mean, I think that stays true for each and every model there.
1: Yeah, no, undoubtedly. and I mean, they still kept up these model names like Ciraco, Golf, Passat. Yeah,
0: no, they these, don't These are stuff you hear today. The only difference would be the uh the Rabbit 5-cylinder engines uh are still considered Rabbits in Europe, but uh, in the US we call that the Jetta. That would yeah. be the only difference I can note.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we've come out with they've come out with now like more vans and SUVs and stuff, but Yeah, a couple more utility things, but not that much honestly. No. Mostly just, like, different trims and whatnot. I hate the Atlas. I test drove it. It was a god-awful car.
0: <laughs> well, now that we've got all these new cars to build this foundation for the modern era, we need to start implementing these cars and tweaking them just a bit so that they fit the era just right. Back to the 80s. Pump up the jam. Pump it, Pump it up. up. Wait, don't get it. Stop, stop,
1: stop. If cheers, you keep on doing it, we're going to get copyrighted.
0: Oh, forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, so, the <laughs> 80s, uh, coming in with the gas crisis as well. Uh, creates an increased demand for imported cars that were better on gas. But this was not only from Europe, this was also from Japan. Now, these two completely separate ecosystems of cars came together with both Volkswagen and Nissan to create the Volkswagen, Volkswagen Asia Group. Woo! That way, everybody gets to dip their little hands into every little market. For our audio listeners... Uh, Evan just licked each of his fingers sequentially. Yes, until his thumb.
1: I did not do the thumb. I have class.
0: Ah, okay, classy man. Indeed. You know when I'm eating KFC, I, I'm sucking on the thumb all the time. You know that that's that's one of my low points. Is also, never been in my to KFC. Class. You haven't been to, like, half the restaurants on planet Earth. No need. I find one with good food, and I just go there all the time. And you get the same thing every time. But why change it up? You're not even a picky eater. You just choose, to like, to pick the same thing.
1: People tell me, since I drive an Outback right now, they'll be like, you're going to get an Outback, like, every time. Like, your Outback's going to break down. You're just going to buy another Outback every time. Like Probably. I've thought about it, but I probably won't, actually. Sure. Car, no, for me, cars are different. Honestly, I don't know what I'd get next. Let will yeah. see. I got a while till my Outback breaks down. Unlike the yeah, GTI, you got, you which probably you. has months left on its lifespan.
0: Uh, we'll see years. about that, huh? I'd, I'd say it's I'd be I'd, I'd be willing to bet. Well, GTIs in particular have a certain amount of reliability. We see this in 1982, not yours. Okay. Not yours. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, when you a, can't just put hey, it hey, hey, when a GTI won the German Formula <laughs> Three competition. Uh, they used a modified gti called the ralt rt3 uh and it won the competition flat out by a landslide so volkswagen is proving that it has the potential to create a pedigree in motorsports
1: okay uh counter opinion whenever i get in your
0: gti it says airbag fault every time counter opinion you don't need one honestly you have seatbelts for a reason oh what see No no response. I win. The way you drive. In 1984, a research facility was built onto the Wolfsburg facility uh, where a majority of the production of Volkswagen uh, in Europe was created. And this Volkswagen facility, research facility, would be used to test these up-and-coming models to both improve their fuel efficiency, their aerodynamics, but... For me, most importantly, their performance. Oh yeah. And they were one of the earliest companies to use wind tunnels for aerodynamics because it was so expensive. This guy, he just sees
1: horsepower increase and then like neuron activation in his head.
0: Ooh, I get the monkey little face. And that's not what I was thinking of too. Oh okay.
1: <laughs> oh okay. Charlie, whenever he sees the new G T I has plus five horsepower.
0: <laughs> that's any car like, like, uh, fanboy. The new model has plus five torque, Ooh. plus five torque, but a thousand pounds extra. Sign me Sign up, me baby. Up. Here's my credit card. <laughs> my, my credit score is two thirty. Seventeen miles a gallon. Sign me up. Where's where's the where's the check? That's like the what's the Futurama, right? Gonna give me my money. Yeah. yeah. Or what's the what's the? No,
1: that's the one. Is that it? Yeah. That's
0: the one. Shut up and take my money. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay. Well, this Wolfsburg facility is still in use today and is considered one of the largest automotive factories in the world. Uh, And many moderns actually offer a Wolfsburg edition, like a little extra package that gets you a couple of new cosmetics, maybe a couple of interior changes. Yeah. Looking at photos of this place, it looks so dreary. It's very brutalist in styling.
1: Yeah. Like to put it that way, you know. It looks like the exterior shot of, like, where the lore of, like, the what's the guy, the bad guy from the Lorax? It looks the like, Onceler? yeah, it looks like his factory. I mean, yeah, kind of. It's just, like, all kind of
0: concrete. It's like, yeah, it's like bricked in those brick. huge smokestacks. Yeah, yeah. But I think they've gotten a well, never mind. I retract my statement of them being more fuel efficient now. I mean, they have come out with new EVs. Did something happen before that? Well, we'll get into that. We're a little too early here. All right. Well, but when we start to talk about emissions, actually, that's a good segue. Uh, In 1977, Europe banned leaded gasoline's use on cars and and enforced stricter emission laws for car manufacturers. To combat this, Volkswagen offered a mini-catalytic converter on their gas-powered cars to just meet the requirements but they were one of the first companies to offer full catalytic converters on their diesel cars or turbo diesel cars. Mm-hmm. So this was so innovative because turbo diesels are known to get much better gas mileage than traditional gasoline cars. This just shot up in popularity. Yeah. And they were known for making some of the best diesel engines on the market. Well, well. we're known for making some of the best diesel engines on the market. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so we see a little, bit of, a little bit of a higher trend, not only in fuel efficiency, but on the opposite side of the spectrum. Uh, in 1985, the GTI was named the Car of the Year by Motor Trend. He's very happy. He was talking about this oh, all the time ecstatic. during our research.
1: Her I didn't research. know that. Car of the Year. I mean, it was, year. Year. It, year? it was Car of the Year. It
0: no? yeah. was no, yeah. Car of the Year. Car of the Year for the reason. Yeah, they they, they they got the reason. Uh but they actually nicknamed the car the Pocket Sized Rocket. I actually very much like that name. Which is kind of a funny name. I, I I don't think I've ever heard that being used. Then I guess your car's the challenger.
1: What? Oh you don't like space, okay.
0: I I I don't follow the reference. Please explain. Indulge no, the audience it, and I. It, what happened not, on, what happened with the Challenger? No, I'm not. I'm only familiar with the Dodge. Please explain. No, I'm not. I really would rather not.
1: Okay. Well. Look, may they rest in peace. I'll have that. I, I have nothing but
0: respect. It was a tragedy that happened. Oh, okay. Well, six years later, in 1991, Volkswagen launches the third generation of the Golf, which won the European Car of the Year Award. So I mean, ooh, yeah, that's, fancy. They're they winning them all. I mean, yeah. it's breaking records, making a name for itself.
1: Indeed, it did. No, you know what's so special about this thing? Huh? And the VR6 engines.
0: Evan, what's a VR6 engine?
1: I have no idea. <laughs> you can't just cover up my notes. I put. It's my how notes. How I wrote those notes. I have the notes. are down for a reason, <laughs> because I don't know it off the top of my head.
0: Well, the VR6 engine is special because it functions the same as a traditional V6 in which there's two sets of three pistons that work opposite to each other. Uh, But but what makes the VR6 so special is that it only uses one cylinder head, so it can save costs and be more compact. Most traditional V6s have like a 90 or 60 degree offset, but the VR6 only had 13 degrees, which is very, very acute. Geometry terms? Remember Miss Fitzsimmons? I remember her. She's retiring this year. Thank God. Good. Thank God. I, I, thank I, God. That blesses the generations to come. Oh yeah. Mm. Uh, but that meant that this fairly large engine could fit in smaller engine bays, so it was used in a lot of the performance cars and a lot of the larger uh, SUVs and whatnot to get more power in less space yeah i mean i know you always complain about the less space you have though i, ha- I don't have like any space and i have an inline four yeah i can imagine the limited space with a vr6 i i can't <laughs> because i love my outback mm, okay that's probably even more crowded than mine you just don't use it that often well i, n- I have no
1: need to it's a new car well, what am i hey, what what am gonna saying. do change I'm- your spark plugs i don't know get high flow cads on my outback why would how would you do that from the top Evan? I would not. I'd have to all
0: oh, lift it up and then saw them off and steal them. <laughs> you would steal your own cats? I yeah. think just don't, I them don't need them. them. I don't need them. You, I mean, technically you don't need them, but you kind of do need them for emissions and all that. Yeah. I got to do my emissions registration. I'm I, I mean, looking but... forward to it. <laughs> You are not gonna pass. don't know that. I got no, rid of no, my no, codes. No, and you are I not. got rid of my codes. You are not gonna pass. My my, my tune is emissions compliant. I'll have you know. <laughs> I don't believe you. I, I was just I'm this just is all be, I was told. I'm okay? gonna be straight. I was totally emissions you. compliant. I don't believe you. It's no way. I believe what you'd like. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> my
1: brother in Christ, there is no way your your car is emissions compliant. You don't know this.
0: Well, I, I, actually, is, you know what? VR- I think I do. I think I do. No. The VR6 engine is actually still used today in the Audi Q6 and can be seen used all throughout time uh, that has been uh, released since. But uh, it, it's usually been in the Golfs or in the R32s and the Golf, not Golf R's, because those were all four cylinders. Yeah, but a lot, sure. perf- a lot of the more, a lot of the more performance oriented platforms.
1: Yeah, it was very. It was innovative. Innovative, yes. I, I actually had no idea about this engine beforehand. Charlie was very keen to let me know about it.
0: It's it's, a, it's like coming from a guy who likes just like how engines work. It's very like cool to see a new design because you don't see that often.
1: Yeah, I'd imagine so. Yeah, I like how engine works too. But I like my inline hey, engine. Hey, 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 hey
0: engine, <laughs> that's actually a good nickname for you, engine. Instead of Evan. It's the same syllables. They call me engine. Evan. They call me engine. Evan engine. Engine Evan.
1: I think it's, this is getting worse the more we say it. This is not I, I don't
0: like it. It's a tongue twister now. Yeah. You ruined your nickname. How do you feel? I didn't.
1: This wasn't a nickname. You said it once, said it's it wasn't a nickname, now. and then I ruined
0: it. I'm going to use it again.
1: No, please don't. Um, <laughs> so, 1994, Volkswagen unveils something I mentioned before, the concept one. And this was a concept car called, it didn't have any reference to the Beetle, but it was the it, Beetle. You can tell it was kind of the successor to it. It looked exactly like a modern version of Beetle, and everyone loved the design of this car. They're like, oh yes, give me more. More, please. Please, more. I want it now. And everyone was very excited. Go ahead. I'm not going to say it. Go ahead, say it. That's what she said. Okay. That's pretty good. Okay. You, you get that one. That was good. So they, out of because of this cry of support like we need this they Volkswagen released it in 98 and Mm -hmm. it was
0: fairly successful that's a little bit of time though I mean four or five
1: years yeah I mean they canceled it in 2019 I think so Mm -hmm. it, it went on for a while it's it's had a long run undoubtedly and also in 98 the Volkswagen Lupo launches which is the Volkswagen's answer to a city car people were wanting a city car you know swatch came out with the smart car and other stuff around this time and so they um uh they thought they needed a new one and so volkswagen says all right we're gonna do we're gonna make the most fuel efficient car of all time and they do Mm. it was only three liters of diesel you could get a hundred kilometers which is how many
0: miles well, it's like 60, right?
1: Yeah, it's like a little bit over 60. I think it's 62, 60, exactly. Something like that, because it's like two-thirds. I mean, we did mention um, Hitler wanted the car to go um, uh, 100 kilometers an hour, which is 62 miles. Oh, there hour, you go. So, 62 miles. I,
0: that's the, the, the fuel efficiency and top speed are different, but yes. That's fair. However, <laughs> but... I mean, It's a fun connection, though. Thank you for mentioning. Also, this car is
1: extremely ugly. Like, this is... The junker Volkswagen that you've seen at all your junk lots. Yeah. It looks garbage. I just had to mention that because I hate it. <laughs> oh, Okay, that's
0: nice. Yes.
1: Well, uh... Same with the wagon, The early or the thing. The early 2000s. It looks ugly.
0: The early 2000s. I don't know why people okay. like
1: the thing. Like, it, I'm not It's paying, funny. I'm not paying 40 grand for something that looks like a piece of, like, congregated sheet metal I find It's on the called beach. the
0: thing. What did you expect? It's I not expect supposed ca- to look good. I expect
1: a car. Not a, not some... Ju- not. Lit. What do you
0: think it's called? It's called the thing. It's It's a funny name. It's a funny car. You should. You will not be taken seriously if you roll up to the board of executives in the thing. You're not taken seriously if you drive a Volkswagen. That's not true. Not in this modern day. My old employer, uh, he used to drive a Passat, I believe. I think it was like 2017. Wait, where were you he employed? He owns a multi-million dollar company.
1: Where were you employed?
0: Uh, As a wine and spirits distributor. He drives a Passat? hmm I know because I signed off on the payments. <laughs>
1: I don't know why that man would drive a Passat. If...
0: Because they're good cars.
1: To be fair, I've never, I've never driven a Passat, so I cannot speak to the it Passat. Was,
0: it was an okay ride. I, I remember riding it a couple times. It's I pretty can, nice. The inside is pretty luxurious.
1: I can speak to the Atlas, and I hated that. Just mm. garbage. Interesting. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, in the early two thousands, there's not much happening, but in the late two thousands, uh, around two thousand eight. Volkswagen is in some deep water. They've become involved in one of the largest scandals ever. ro Um, I apologize on behalf of Evan for that comment. Oh, come on. It was funny. Okay. Um, so the scandal was that the Volkswagen was accused of installing software that gave inaccurate fuel efficiency readings on their diesel-powered cars, uh... In summary, the claims were revealed to be true and that Volkswagen was tampering with the fuel efficiency of these diesel cars. Big no-no. And they were faced with a $2.8 billion fine, and they had to buy back every single one of those cars from the owners, change the programming, and then they could sell them back. Yeah, it was... And that was in 2015, seven years after they released it, so they couldn't sell it near what a... uh, a new model of your car would cost.
1: This was a nightmare for
0: Volkswagen. Nightmare. That was pretty good. I got it pretty spot on. You have to admit. I won't. Oh. Well, after Dieselgate, um,
1: Volkswagen knew they had to make a shift. There was no denying it. So they said, we're going to shift to making EVs. Only
0: EVs. Yes,
1: only EVs. Big, big difference here. They said by 2025, they hope to have 30 EV models for sale and to have EVs account for up to 20 to 25% of their total annual sales.
0: That's a lot. It's a lot. That's a lot of cars considering how many Volkswagen makes in a year, you know, short of a million.
1: Seeing the shift that they're making, it does look like they might get pretty close to it, honestly.
0: I mean, I think they'll definitely hit that goal. Don't get me wrong, but it's just a heavy goal set. Yeah, I think you're right. So, But, I mean, that's not the only electric route that they're taking, these slow, not necessarily cheap economy cars. They also have an all-electric race car. Yes, and this race car is called the IDR. So
1: the IDR is... I have an IDR. IDR? Man, that was even worse. That was pretty good. <laughs> no, you, You're only getting worse. So the IDR basically was their attempt at a race car. After Dieselgate, they're like, oh, yeah, no, we're out of racing. No, this is not good for us. Yeah. So they come back with this all-electric IDR. And this IDR is fast. And I mean really, really fast. Yeah. This car set an all-time record at the Nürburgring.
0: Which is pretty much the standard for a track performance for yeah. any Yeah. It's car. where they
1: test like supercars. Like this is where they test their Bugattis, the new Ferraris, Your Lamborghinis, McLaren, Koenigsegs, yeah. except not Koenigsegs
0: not anymore. not Koenigsegs anymore. They got banned. Yeah, L. Yeah.
1: Um and so they hit the uh, the whole track in 6 minutes and
0: 5 seconds. I think for uh some perspective, I believe that the Civic Type R the new one mm-hmm. did like a 7. So, like, this is almost a minute ahead. Yeah. That's really fast. Yeah. So, they do say
1: the Type R will have a successor. However, it looks like... The IDR, um, not Type R. Well, IDR has a a
0: successor. The IDR is said to have a successor.
1: Yes, the IDR is said to have a successor. However, it looks like that uh, Volkswagen is going to be out of racing. So, if you're a big Volkswagen racing fan, I'm sorry to say that that might not be the case.
0: You say you say wah Jinx, you owe me another $10,000. I need
1: to get my second one.
0: Okay. All right. Charles? Well, I believe I shared last time first for our favorite picks. So why don't you go ahead, Evan, and share with us. I'm
1: going to be a little basic here. I'm going to be honest. We're going to go
0: with the Carmen Ghia. I Oh, my God. I know. but I, I, The one sec, the, the chance, every chance I give you to get a little bit of extra length on your leash, you take it. I, yeah, I know. Well, I got the Corvair rampside last time. You hate the Corvair. You
1: despise the Corvair. You're lucky I love the Carmen Ghia. Yeah, the Carmen Ghia is awesome. So in particular, I like the Type 14 Carmen Ghia. It was produced longer than the Type 34 Carmen Ghia. And although it doesn't have the same power, I feel like the looks make up for it. It's the more traditional-looking Carmen Ghia. I like the coupe model especially. The convertible looks nice, but I think the white-top coupe really accentuates the curves that Ghia put into the car. Now, what is in this bad boy? Well, let me tell you, we're packing some heat. Oh boy, tell me. With my flat four engine. Oh, gotta love it. I love my flat four cylinder engine. That thing. All right. Whole thirty-four horsepower. <sighs>
0: that's yeah. a that's a whole
1: whopping amount of horsepower right there. With that hundred nine inch wheelbase, you're gonna need it. What's it rev up to, man? Three thousand six hundred RPM. Gosh darn, that's a whole lot of torque. Oh yeah. Well actually the <laughs> torque, sixty point eight pounds per feet. Oh, my goodness, that's a whole lot of torque. It's almost double the horsepower. Indeed. But actually you know what made up for this thing?
0: It's huh. weight.
1: It only weighed
0: one thousand eight hundred and eight pounds. Yeah, that's crazy light even for like not cars today, even for lightweight cars back then.
1: Yeah, no, this and I personally, so we have a little Italian speedster here at my house. Um it's a little Fiat 124 or Fiat 2000 for those in the states, and I love that thing. It's not the fastest car on the block under any stretch of the imagination. No, but it's just so light. I can and it's so tiny. I it's can just nimble. Yeah, yeah. Except
0: without power steering. It's, well, that's it makes it a little bit more muscly. to, yes. to use, but it's. It's lovely. I love that. Thanks so much. Well, I love the Carmen Ghia styling. I think that's actually a really great choice. hmm Um, but... I'm, the first time Charlie actually likes my choice? No, I've, I've complimented your choices before, I'm sure. Like when? You know, I liked your... Um...
1: No, spit it out. Come on.
0: Oh, you know what? I really loved your favorite. Uh... Did
1: you like my Ferrari pick? No, you didn't. Did you like my McLaren? Pick? Um, no,
0: you didn't. N- you know, I uh, I really enjoyed your positive attitude and your great outlook on the world around you. So, for those at home, if you
1: need translator, that's him saying that he doesn't like any of the cars I picked until today. Because
0: you picked bad cars.
1: Speedtail is an amazing car. It's Monza fine. is an it's amazing car. purpose
0: built. Purpose built for speed and for elegance. For straight-line speed, and that's it. That's all it's got going for Look, it. Look, man, you need a Dodge. Over. Buy a Dragster if you want straight-line speed. They <laughs> make more power. You they need a McLaren faster. Dodge, okay? Oh, my gosh. All okay. Right. Well, I went a little bit more into the modern era for my favorite pick. Uh, we're running out of time here, so I'll make it short and sweet. Uh, I chose the Mark IV Golf R32. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. It's got all-wheel drive. It's a VR6, which I love. It's got one of the first dual-clutch, six-speed automatic transmissions, much like I have in my GTI. Mm -hmm. This was the uh, predecessor before mine. Dual-clutch, I do have to say, is amazing. Come on. It's the fastest shifting type of transmission there is. Yeah. An automatic manual, literally. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, Made 237 horsepower, which is modest, but revved all the way to... To 6,000 RPM, 6250, want to be exact. I mean, that's a bit more horsepower than I have. That's 200 yeah. more. Very light for a all-wheel drive car. To it, only 3,300 pounds, which is about double mine. Which is a little less than double. A little less than double. 300 pounds <laughs> less. And had a top speed of 150 miles per hour. I think this is one of the best looking Volkswagens that you can pick. Just f- flat out. It's just boxy styling. It's period correct, and it, you just gotta love it. I do have to agree. That is a very good pick. I like that one as well. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Well, as we share about the uh, not so fun history behind Volkswagen, but maybe some of their advancements and how they've impacted culture, I think we've given a very good overview. And Charlie's uh, opinions on Herbie. I love Herbie, man. Uh, I'm going to make you watch Herbie now. I hope you you realize this.
1: uh, Sadly, I do. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll have to give a well,
0: you know what? Maybe we'll make Dude, a special episode. Review. A a Herbie episode. Okay, fair, fair enough. <laughs> enough. All right. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you in the next one. See you in the next one.